Sephora stores are everywhere you are. So just pop in when you need a brown lip to match your 90s playlist, a confidence boost before your interview, or a last-minute gift for mom's birthday. There's always a Sephora near you. Just pop in. Use our store locator to find your local Sephora or Sephora at Kohl's. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Hi, Liz. Hi, Amy. Welcome to Diddy TV. Thanks for having me. It was amazing. Love seeing the music. I mean, you've got to be excited about where you are. Yeah, I'm very excited. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and so let, let's, let's kind of go back. Like, how did you get here? Um, you kind of grew up, you grew up in rural North Carolina. Yeah, Matthews, North Carolina. Little city outside of Charlotte. And uh, you grew up in the, in the church. Yeah. And you grew up singing gospel music. That's right. My mom and all nine of her siblings sing, so they just threw me right in there with everything. And that's how I grew up, taking church solos on Sunday and being on televangelist shows. And was singing your first intro to music? Yeah, it was, because that's, that's pretty much all I heard growing up, my mom singing and then, you know, us doing rehearsals and stuff. But then at like four years old, uh, she forced me to take piano lessons, which I hated every second of. <laughs> Obviously, I regret not paying attention more now that I'm playing again. Well, piano is an amazing instrument if you're a writer. Yeah, it is essential, I think. And, and probably I would say that playing piano didn't hurt your ability to play guitar later. No, not at all. Because <laughs> I, I picked it back up in high school and just fell in love with how easy it was to write on it. So it is definitely essential to everything else. Did you start out writing music at an early age, or did that come later? That came later. Um, like I mentioned, in high school I wrote a couple of things, but nothing that I thought was important enough to put out there in the world. And it wasn't until later that I moved to Chicago and picked up a guitar and then started playing with a guitar and realized, okay, this is an easier instrument. It's yeah. kind of hard to tour around with a piano. Yeah, I mean, we do it with the roads, but it's a backbreaker for sure. 
And so sort of fast forward, so you learned how to play guitar. Right. How long did that take you? Because that's not the easiest thing, just to pick up another instrument no, at any No, it's age, not. I think I still don't know how to play it that well. But <laughs> I, uh, I would beg to differ on that one. <laughs> I've, only, I've been playing for, you know, about five years now, and I just picked it up and I started writing, uh, writing songs around singular guitar lines because I heard what Pop Staples was doing on the Staple Singers records, which I loved. So I heard how simple but how profound it was with a tremolo and um, just these singular guitar lines. And I wondered if I could do the same thing. So I started just writing songs around that and, um, yeah, formed a band and then went off from there. Well, Rolling Stone and, and others have described your music as a really beautiful blend of gospel and, and soul music. and. And you've self-described yourself as, as a mix of a lot of different things. Yeah. You, you have a background from Dominican and yeah. an Italian background and um, obviously Southern. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just a big melting pot, I think, of a bunch of different things. But I think it's a good representation of our country. So if you ask me what, what kind of music we do, I think, or what I do, I think it's American music at the core, which takes from so many other cultures and mixes a bunch of things together so that's kind of what I am and what I do so let's talk about the album a little bit yeah painted image painted image yeah and what what does that mean to you what did you come up how'd you come up with the title for the album so painted image is actually the last song on the record it closes the album out and um, it's unlike the rest of the album because it's acoustic an acoustic guitar and a cello so there's not a band that's really featured um, but lyrically, it's, it's a really deep, emotive song. And I think at the core, Painted Image is just about um, a perspective that people might have on you, but that not being necessarily true. Because all of us are more than just what people can see from the outside. And that's what I think this, my first album really is. It's like, you can peg me in a hole if you want to, but there's a lot more to me than that. And you'll hear that in other records. Do you think as an artist, because you're on stage, you have fans, you have people watching, that they, they probably paint you in their own light, that they want to paint yeah, you? Absolutely. Yep. And they, yet they don't really know you. Yeah. Yeah. That happens all the time. <laughs> yes. So where did you record the album and what was that process like? So we actually came um, from Atlanta to Memphis to record the record. I had a trio that I was uh, playing with all the time around the southeast. Now, is that when you moved to Memphis? Or? No, oh, this is this actually prior to that. Oh, prior to yeah, that, this, okay. The, making the album is one of the main reasons why I wanted to move here. So we came to the city and, um, well, before that, I had spoken with Scott Bomar, who produced the record, and we just hit it off and we came here. He's an amazing producer. He really is. He is Memphis to the core. And we came here, we recorded, you know, a demo first with mm -hmm. him. And um, I really fell in love with this town. And that same weekend, I met Bruce at Fat Possum. And he was like, yeah, I, I like what you're doing. And very quickly, I was signed and coming back here to do the album that everybody can hear now, Painted Image. Um, but we spent another two weeks here recording that record. And Scott was taking us all around. And I just fell in love with the energy of the city, from the river to the people to the rawness, the realness that there is, and then moved here a few months later. So what was it about the Memphis sound that you thought was a good fit with your style of music? Well, I love that Memphis 
is just a combination of sounds, and but it has its own unique sound as well. So, you know, you can combine from Sun Records to Stax Records to um, everything that was um, being done at American Studios. All these different things combined together to make the sounds that I love, and that's what I wanted to hear come through in my album. So, what did the, did Scott? Uh, how was his role important in the making of the album for you? So, I always think that if you're going to go to a producer like Scott, um, that you're going in with the mindset that the producer functions as kind of an extended member of the band. Sure. And that's exactly what he did. You know, he could hear different holes in songs because we had just been doing them as a trio. And um, he heard different things and um, called up Mark Franklin, who um, played trumpet here with me and he's a phenomenal arranger so he arranged the strings and the horns and he called up um, Al Big sound. Yeah, huge <laughs> sound. Al Gamble who plays with St. Paul and the Broken Bones on organ, phenomenal organ player. That's an amazing lineup that you had. Huge lineup, yeah. And then the string section of course, the Memphis um, Symphony and it was just incredible for me to hear these songs come to life like that and that was really all Scott to hear that and to hear how we can capture Memphis and a retro sound, but put it in a modern context. And I think he really accomplished that. We accomplished it all together. So as an artist, you write the song and it's written acoustically, yeah. and you see it go from that to this big wall of sound. What's, yeah. that, what's that like? It's a huge shock every time I hear it. Uh, I love that it just takes on a life of its own, that the songs invite other artists to be a part and to contribute to that. There's no greater feeling than being an artist and influencing other people to be able to use their creativity. So it's just amazing that I get to do that. And the last year has been an amazing year. Yeah, You've sure toured with uh, a number of artists yep. um, that are pretty big name artists as well. So yeah. tell, tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, I got to play with, uh, I got to open for Blondie, which was- Okay, what was she like? <laughs> Do tell. I love her. I love her. I love Debbie, too. And um, we really hit it off incredibly well. And she gave me a big hug and a kiss on the cheek. So I'll always cherish that moment and that day. And it was phenomenal. It was incredible to open for her. Um, we also got to go on tour with the Psychedelic Furs twice. And they're, they're incredible as well. Richard Butler is just such an artist. Um, his theatrics on stage just blow my mind every night. And th that band is incredible as well. And also the Zombies, which I'm going back on the road with. They're just one of my all-time favorite bands. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame now inductees. So Congratulations to them. Yes, absolutely. And also another band called Red Wanting Blue. And they're in the Americana world uh, based out of Ohio. So... We got to play with a lot of, and the Mavericks as well. We got to, I forgot about that. I love the Mavericks. And we got to play with them twice in Texas. And I'll get to do that again this year. And as everybody knows, the Mavericks are an incredible party band. And I love them. Oh, who doesn't like yeah. the Mavericks? <laughs> right. And what did you, what do you feel like you picked up from playing with all these amazing artists? I think uh, what I picked up at the end of the day from all of them, from every single one of those acts, as different as they are, is that at the end of the day, if you just stay true to what you know you can do well and to your art form, however many years pass by, the audience is gonna respect you and they're gonna be fans of you forever. And 
I just pick that up and hopefully their confidence along the way also. And you have some amazing news to share. You're about, you just picked up a big gig. Oh yeah, yeah. This, this year we'll be playing at Beale Street Festival. Congratulations on that. Thank you. That'll be a big audience of 100,000 or so. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's going to be, <laughs> don't tell me that. No. <laughs> it's going to be great, yeah. We're going to put on an awesome show there, and I can't wait to hear who else is on the lineup. Well, we love the album. We loved your performance. Thank you. It was amazing, and thanks for stopping by Diddy TV. For those of you out there that haven't, go get the album. Please. It, it's, it's a classic. <laughs> You're going to be listening to it forever, and I we hope, hope so. you come back. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Amy. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC.